Listen, no one ever intentionally runs into a brick wall. Right? Have you ever done that? Like, I'm just going to like head straight into that brick wall. Right? I'm just going to run full speed. But you know what? Even though we never intend to do it, it still happens in our stories. Oh, when we hit brick walls, when we hit roadblocks that totally stop our forward movement. And we're like, oh, God, how did this happen? Listen, back when Pastor Kelly and I were just little babies, right? Just like we were young. Uh, I was just getting out of high school. She was still in high school. We went on some missions uh, experiences. And um, one summer, we were planning to go with our church to Ghana, Africa. And it was this pretty cool, epic trip, like a month in Africa. And... uh, we were partnering with a four-square church in Ghana that had been growing and growing and growing, and they needed a larger building. And the church that I was a part of growing up was this really large four-square church. We had a lot of really talented, gifted people of all kinds. And one of the guys was a contractor. And um, so what, what they did is they literally put all of the church building materials. It was one of those steel building structures with the big girders and everything. And they literally put that, those into uh, steel shipping cargo containers and shipped them out like months before we were to leave. And so uh, the, the shipping containers get shipped off. We get our shots. We put in for our visas. We, you know, we've already got our passports. Everything's happening to go to Ghana. We're so excited. We're meeting as a team. We're praying. And then guess what happens? There is a military coup in Ghana. Takes over the government. No visas. They, they let nobody in their borders. Total and complete roadblock completely running into a brick wall. Like, what What on earth? God, we were going to, like, help your people, help another four-square church. We we're going to build them this, like, amazing structure. God, why would we be running into a brick wall? Listen, roadblocks are things that stop us dead in our tracks. They're not speed bumps. Now, speed bumps are normal, right? We just, we kind of have some speed bumps every day. Speed bumps slow us down and are like, they're frustrating. Oh, man, because I want to be going faster. I want to be doing more. Roadblocks are different. Roadblocks are not speed bumps. Roadblocks completely stop us. And so they're like beyond frustrating, beyond frustrating. Now, listen, if you've been with us the past weeks. Let me give you a little bit of context for this conversation about roadblocks. We've been in this dialogue about the circle of God's will. The circle of God's will. The idea here is that we actually can know. You can know and I can know God's will. It is not this unknowable, foggy thing that we can't really figure out. We can come to know God's will, both for our lives and for our situation. Like, God, what do you want? What what do you want? So we believe that you can actually come to know God's will. So why a circle? Why, Why does Pastor Tim call it the circle of God's will? Because God's will does have a boundary, right? This this got a boundary. What is that boundary? God's word. Listen, when you read through the New Testament, you are going to find what God has for his followers that are either 
outside of his will, say outside, or we step into God's will. They say inside. We can choose to live in God's will when we surrender our hearts to him and say yes. Not only yes to salvation, that's easy, right? It's like, I'm saying yes to forgiveness, that's amazing. But when we surrender all of our life, all of our story, all of the parts, and we step into his will, we're surrendering our our lives to what is revealed in scripture, what is revealed through the New Testament, what we can no longer participate in if we're going to be living for him and doing his will, but what joy we have of now getting to learn a whole new beautiful set of things. And what we talked about over the last couple of weeks is that when we surrender our lives to him and are being transformed by him, that we get to like have fun running around the circle of his will. Like, like there's not just one, one dot that like in this big, massive circle, there's only one thing that you can do that's going to really fulfill you or make you happy. No, there's probably a million. And you get to have fun being the uniquely designed, creative, beautiful person that God shaped you to be. You get to go and find your place and then move on to the next place and then do something else that's cool. The God we've seen by our faith will prompt us to do different things. And what you're prompted to do is going to be different than what I'm prompted to do. And so we've got these ministries that we were highlighting today. They're doing very different things. Yay! Because their faith prompted them to go to a different place. But it's all within the circle of God's will. So, Today, we're diving deeper into this conversation about living in the circle of God's will by answering this question. Why in the world would I still be hitting roadblocks? God, I've surrendered my life to you. I've said yes to you, but I'm still coming to these places where it feels like I'm just smashing right into a brick wall, and it's hard. Listen, by by their very nature, roadblocks are hard. When you hit a brick wall, it can actually be a bit painful. It can cause our soul to ache. Like when we hit that roadblock thinking, God, this wasn't even just something that I I thought was a cool idea. I thought it was even something that you showed me to do. You gave me that vision. You gave me that word. You gave me that picture. So I'm like running to go do it. And then boom. And it leaves us with like profound questions. I think all of us have asked at one time or another when we've been confronted with these roadblocks. And it's like, why God? Why? Why did you do this? Or why did you allow this to get in the way of where I was going? So listen, last week, we began looking at this Really short story from Acts chapter 16. It's there if you got the handout. It's there at the top. It's five verses. And it shares a story about the Apostle Paul and his friends who were like going from place to place doing incredible ministry. But when we read the story, we, we come to a couple really surprising things because two times in the short story, they hit roadblocks. Major roadblocks. Now, 
We're going to read it through real quick together so that we're all on the same page. Don't get lost in the geography, right? City names, regional places that you're not super familiar with. We talked about that last week. Um, these are, there, there's hundreds of miles between some of these areas and, and cities that they were trying to get into. Um, but God leads them and they don't give up. They keep going. But let's, let's check this out. It's starting in verse 6 of Acts 16 and it says this. Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia. Why? Well, because the Holy Spirit had prevented them. The Holy Spirit had prevented. Can everybody say prevented? Roadblock. The Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then, coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north. They just turned north. Couldn't get in headed north for the province of Bithynia. But once again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Say, did not allow. They were prevented. They were blocked. God says, no, you are not going there. So instead, they went on through Mysia. They, basically, they, they took a left, a hard left. They headed west as far as they could go. They go to Mysia, which was a seaport. So they went as far as they could go to the seaport of Troas. And it was that night that Paul had a vision. And it was a man from Macedonia in northern Greece who was standing there pleading with them, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once. Having concluded, they were really smart, right? Roadblock, roadblock breakthrough moment, we concluded God is calling us to preach the good news there. Now come back next week because we're going to talk about breakthrough moments and how those come about and how we can actually kind of cultivate our lives to have more of those breakthrough moments. But why in the world would God put roadblocks in front of Paul and his friends? I mean, listen, all their lives were about. We're going to people who had never heard the good news about Jesus, about how they could be forgiven and be transformed and live lives for him. That's all they did was like go and help people discover the good news and start churches that take these people who are being transformed by the good news of the gospel, putting them into groups, helping equip them, train them, and then like, we're out. See ya. You guys are now a church. I'll send you a letter someday. And that's what our New Testament largely is. Letters written back to their friends that they had left behind as new believers. So, why? Why, why, why? Why would God have stopped them? Weren't these things totally inside that circle of God's will? Telling people about Jesus, starting to, absolutely they were. So why would God have stopped them in the middle of their stride? And why would he stop us in the middle of of our stride. Now listen, most of the time, I believe it's impossible to know why in the moment. Like when we hit that brick wall, it's just shock and pain and some grief often. And it's like, we, we don't get to know why immediately. But here's what we can do. We can use hindsight. We can look back at our stories and we can say, oh, now it's like six months later or five years later. And you look back and you go, 
oh, now, now I think I understand what God was up to in our story, why that roadblock hit. But beyond just looking at our own stories and trying to reflect back what God was doing, guess what? We've also got these amazing stories of scripture that are meant to inform us and encourage us and help us grow wise about our own stories. So we can look back at what God did in people's lives and we can then gain perspective now so that the next time we hit a brick wall, run into a roadblock, we'll have deeper perspective and wisdom about why God may be doing this. First of all, though, I want to like, let's just, I want to just take a minute and say, so what could be a roadblock? Well, you know, what, what are the kinds of things that might be roadblocks? And they're in your notes, the little first little fill in the blank. A roadblock can be anything that stops us from moving forward. It could be anything. Anything that would stop us from moving forward could be a roadblock. Here's a few of them that we see these in, in, in Scripture. Number one, physical things. Physical things. I put there in your notes, Acts chapter 14. Go and read it. In fact, starting at the end of chapter 13, there's like five different times that Paul and his friends hit all kinds of roadblocks. In fact, one time they thought they'd actually killed Paul. That's a roadblock. It's a physical roadblock. Death. The, the big roadblock. They thought they had killed him. They drug him outside of the, the city. They stoned him. They, they leave him like all probably bloodied up and thought he was dead. Then the believers come and gather around Paul. He pops back up and it just like, it blows my mind. He walks back into the city. Where are these people where they just thought they'd killed him? Just walks back in. He said, this is the circle of God's will for my life right now. You ain't getting me out, out that easy. But we find roadblock after roadblock, all these physical things. It could be money. It could be a physical thing, right? It's like, man, God, I was, I was like headed to do this project, and now all the funding is like gone. All of it. That's a physical thing. How about sickness? Sickness. Anybody hit the roadblock of COVID? Ding, 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 ding. I did. So many of us experienced like we were headed to do something and then like get that dreaded sniffle and take a test and, and all of a sudden, oh, roadblock. This morning, many of you know Pastor Sergio, our associate pastor, leads our Spanish ministries. This morning, his wife Ellie, Sister Ellie, tested positive for COVID. Pray for her. Pray for peace and for healing. But you know what? I'm telling you, when Sergio called me this morning, there, there was that shock of like, dude, we just hit a roadblock. We just ran in. They're supposed to get on a plane tomorrow for Mexico, so pray. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Physical things. Obviously, when Kelly and I tried to go to Ghana, oh, there was a war, you know, yeah. <laughs> roadblock. But secondly, there's also relational things that can be roadblocks. You know, a lot of times I picture us working together, and maybe it's in a marriage, maybe it's on a ministry team, it could be just at work or whatever. But I, I picture us like gears, and like each one of us is the like the little spoke on the gears, and we've all got to like work together to make this happen. But you know what can happen in, in that? Like there's friction involved. There's friction when we're like trying to get stuff done and the faster we go and the wheels are spinning, the gears are turning and sometimes like, you know, things can grind to a halt. And I, I put a, a passage there as well for you to look up later from Acts chapter 15 because this actually happened to Paul 
and his buddy Barnabas. You can read about it, but where they had this relational conflict where, they, where there was a roadblock. We cannot go on as we had intended. The, what we wanted to do together, was it, they just came to an impasse. The Apostle Paul hit a relational roadblock. Third, spiritual. Spiritual. And there's a passage there for, for you to look up. We're gonna, I'm going to read one of them um, in a second from First Thessalonians chapter 2. But sometimes it's God putting up the roadblock. Like when we read in this story about Acts chapter 16, the Holy Spirit prevented them and the spirit of Jesus like wouldn't let them go further. We don't know. It doesn't tell us how that happened, but maybe it was a prophetic word. Maybe it was a different kind of a vision like, no, you know, don't, stop, go back. But spiritual forms of roadblocks will often come from the Lord himself. But guess what? They can also come from hell. There can be satanic, hellish roadblocks put in our way. How do I know that? Because scripture tells us that. And it's there in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, where just check out verse 18. It's there in your notes. But Paul is saying, and if you read the larger context, it's like, man, we want to go to visit Thessalonica. Our friends are there. We've got a church there. Um, And he says, we wanted very much to come to you. And I, me, The apostle Paul tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. Crazy. But here's what I want you to know is true. Check this out. It's there in your notes. No matter what the roadblock is that we're encountering, God will use it to accomplish his will. His will. Do you think that a roadblock is going to stop God from fulfilling his purposes? God is going to get done what he wants. And remember, we're talking about the circle of, come on, everybody, the circle of God's will, not the circle of Tim's will. What I want to do. Now, the awesome thing is that God gives us so much freedom within his will. Most of the time, I do get to run from place to place. We talked about that last week. The most of the mountains we get to climb are ones of our choosing. And then there's some times that God says, no, I got, a, I got another mountain for you. Oh. I don't think I'm ready to climb that mountain. And God will make it clear when there's a mountain of his choosing for us. Most of the time, we get to do what he created us to do and figure that out. But God's will will never be stopped because we hit an impasse, just like we see in this story in Acts chapter 16. So why would God use roadblocks? Like what might they do? What, what, is it, could there be any benefit from running into a roadblock? And I, listen, friends, I think we really do need God's wisdom on this because you have hit them before, and sometimes been left questioning why God. In fact, I think some people have gotten so painfully impacted by roadblocks that they've just sat right down at the foot of that roadblock and said, I'm done. I'm not going on any further. And that is never God's intent. God never puts a roadblock in front of us so that we would be stopped forever. 
These roadblocks are temporary. They are, they are something that, well, we'll, we'll get to. I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because it's part of the why. It's answer why would God use roadblocks in our story? Now, you may come up with even other reasons, but I, I want to talk about four of them. Four reasons that I believe that God would use roadblocks. The first three, though, um, I mean, because this, this message could be a whole series on its own, and, and we don't have enough time. So these first three, I'm just going to share about for a minute, just to get your mind spinning on these and go, oh, right, okay, I'll think more about that later, right? Come up with your own stories. You preach your own message using these notes, do whatever. Um, but it, I want to get to the fourth one quickly because that's the one that I think is huge and, and we'll spend a little bit more time on number four. But why would God use roadblocks? Number one, to grab our attention. Listen, when, you, when you're running, woo, right, through life and you hit a roadblock, like, you're not wondering, did something happen? You're like trying to pick up the pieces and like, I'm a little bloody here, Lord. And it's like, did you have something you wanted to tell me? You know? And you're like, when you get into like, if you could kind of climb into the Apostle Paul's mind for a moment, when they're like going through Asia and they're trying to get into these new regions, like to, to bring the good news. And, and all of a sudden they literally, they get to a border, you know? And it's not like borders we have now where it's like paved roads and chain link fences and barbed wire and guards with guns and let me see your passport. This, this is not that world. You know, we can like think that, you know, no. There's like dirt roads and like, there's no big sign like, welcome to Bithynia, you know. Uh, it, it wasn't quite like that. It, it was just dirt roads and you kind of knew from historical context and maybe there was a little coffee shop or a little oil press. I don't know. You know, something going on that's, oh, we've gotten there. I think we're in the new territory. But when they got to those borders, God knew where they were. And God stops them in their tracks. Do you think God had grabbed their attention? So first thing when we hit a roadblock, God, are you trying to tell me something? I think you may be. Number two, the second reason God will use roadblocks is to offer us protection. Protection. Now, there's not a lot of stories that I could think of scripturally to even point to about this one because you don't know when you've been protected. I, I want you to kind of think about that for a moment. I don't know the amount of times that God stopped me, and only he knows that if I would have continued going in a particular direction, I would have, like, stepped on that landmine. Like, not literally, hopefully, but figuratively. Here's the deal, folks. God sees the whole playing field. And like we talked about last week about going up mountains, guess what? He knows what's on the other side of that mountain. He knows where the bears are in their caves. He knows all the different things that could even be designed by hell to like totally take us out. He knows. So isn't it awesome that God may sometime just grab me, pull me back, put a brick wall there and say, son, not today. 
And you may never know why until we get to heaven, but then we'll show you. I'll show you. Let me tell you what would have would have happened if you would have kept going. He will protect us sometimes by using roadblocks. Number three, to bring correction. A little self-confession here. There are times when running around the circle of God's will for myself in my best attempt to get it right and to go to that next thing and to do that next thing, even for the Lord, there are times when what I have been intending to do was less than helpful. It didn't have the kind of fruit that I thought it was going to have. And probably in the worst instance, instances, it's actually been a bit harmful. Maybe, maybe it tripped someone else up in, in a way that I did not intend or perceive. But like, God will bring correction to us at times, by using a roadblock, if he is protecting us, correcting our moving forward, or he's correcting us because someone else would have been hurt or injured in what we were attempting to do. So I believe those first three things are really important. He'll, he'll use those roadblocks to grab our attention, right, to offer us protection, and then third, even to bring correction. But now here's the fourth. We're going to be spending just a, a few extra minutes. I believe that God will use roadblocks to encourage redirection. To encourage redirection. Now, that word encourage is like, really, Pastor Tim? Uh, is he just encouraging redirection or is he making you redirect? And I thought about it because like, I could say it forces a redirection. But you know what? God really does not force us. And there are times that we can like hit that brick wall, like I said, and just sit down right there at the foot of the brick wall. Is that, I'm not going anywhere. Or God, you're, you know, we, we start to sense that maybe God is, you know, like leading us to the West, right? Like he did with Paul and his friends, like go that direction. And we're like, heck no, we're going home. We're going back East, right? We're going East and South. Back home back to where it's comfortable. We don't have to do these things that God would prompt us by our faith to do. Too often, I think I've probably said no to things that he was prompting. So let me tell you that I really do believe that this whole idea of redirection, that we hit that brick wall, he's encouraging it. He's like, I, I have something else for you different than what you'd intended. Different than what you thought originally. And the only way to get you to like shift is for me to put that roadblock in your way so that it would bring you to a full stop where now I have your attention and we can talk about what's next because I have something else for you. There in your notes, God knows where we are most needed. And he will use roadblocks to steer us, not force us, steer us toward where we need to be. It's what we see in Acts chapter 16. Twice, right? Paul is ministering. He's trying to get into these new places. And they hit these roadblocks to be redirected. 
But can I tell you, we see this over and over again in Scripture. In fact, uh, one of the ladies from our church, our, our church treasurer, Judy Monte, sent me an email this week because she was meditating on this because I'd mentioned we were going to be talking about roadblocks. And she actually was reminded of the story from the Old Testament, and it's of the prophet Elijah. Now, if, if you're familiar with the story, this will just be a reminder, but it's this epic Cool story, cooler than a Disney story, right? There's this famine in the land. It's part of God's judgment about what was going on with the leadership. And um, Elijah goes off like to the hills by this little creek, but there's a famine. There's like, there's no food to be had. There's no 7-Eleven around the corner, like just to pop in and get a bite. God sends birds to bring food to bring resource, to bring nourishment, to keep his prophet, Elijah, this incredible miracle of like this, you know, what? But God can do that. This is his story. He can do miracles in the circle of his will. And Elijah was experiencing that. And then one day, the birdies stopped coming. Roadblock. Now, was it because these birds were like, yeah, we're just done with our little relief effort over that Mr. Elijah guy? I don't think so. Had God's hand suddenly become too short, like to do a miracle in Elijah's behalf? No, absolutely not. God God could continue that. He could have done whatever. He could have built a 7-Eleven, right? He could have done whatever God wanted to do. But you know what he did? He put a roadblock. Why? Because... A ways away from where he was, there was a widow who had a son that were facing starvation. And God wanted to redirect Elijah because of them. He could have sustained them right there by that little brook. Could have done whatever he wanted to to make sure that he was nourished. God put a roadblock, though, no more food, a physical thing, to redirect him to where he needed to be, not for himself but for that widow and her son who would have certainly starved. We see this all through scripture that God loves people so much that he will move heaven and earth and may put a roadblock in front of us to get us to them. In your notes there, roadblocks will redirect us into the paths of others, others we'd have never met if we'd continued on our original path. And then right thereafter, there's another reason that we may need to be redirected. And let me just pause here for a second before we get to that. One of the reasons I think we need to get redirected is because we are so much creatures of habit. That like, I know me, this way I want to pastor this church. And I mean, have you ever heard like the, the statement, well, this is the way we've always done it around here. Maybe you need, just need a big fat roadblock in your way so that you can no longer do it that way anymore. Because God is wanting to get our attention and say, I have something new for you. I have new people to go to, new people to reach, new assignments, new things. But we're such creatures of habit. So sometimes, like we've been talking about, it's about 
us needing to be redirected. But check this out. This is the, the next fill in there. Other times, roadblocks in front of us cause others to be released in their mission. I, I mean, like, this is kind of a little bit of a mind blower, but maybe God would put a roadblock in front of me to release you to do what you're called to do. Now picture this. If Pastor Tim did everything at the Santa Maria Fourscore Church, everything. Like, man, I'm, I'm just doing every single, and, and I'm probably doing too much right now. Maybe God would use a roadblock in my story to release Pastor Lisa or release Cindy, you know, to release Teddy, to release it's other people. Because if I did it all, where do you get to be released? I remember when we looked at that story um, about Satan preventing Paul from getting to Thessalonica? This is the amazing thing. When we keep reading in that, and we see in the notes right here, you can follow along in 1 Thessalonians 3. This is right at the end of where it said, Satan prevent us, we couldn't go to you. We were so bombed. But then this is the way the story continues. Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we were like at this impasse, this roadblock. We hit a brick wall, we could stand alone. We decided to stay. Okay. In Athens, so what do we do? We sent Timothy to visit you. We sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. Wow, God will sometimes put a roadblock in front of me to release you. Isn't that crazy cool? Kelly and I didn't get to go to Ghana. You want to know the rest of the story? So all the building materials have been shipped, you know, on these shipping containers. They got to Ghana, port of Ghana. Here's what I didn't tell you. That contractor from our church that was going as part of our team, he had gone early. He'd gone before the military coup. So we had one team member. We were all going to go and build them a church. But you know what God's plan was instead? This incredible man of God, this contractor, he gathered the Ghanaian Foursquare Church family and said, guess what, you guys? You don't know how to do this, but I'm going to show you. And they were like on martial law, meaning like it was tough. Like there was curfews. They couldn't go out at night. Our, our friend, this Christian contractor, right, he snuck out in the middle of the night and hot-wired pieces of heavy equipment, brought them over to the church property because they had these huge steel beams that they, they had to have heavy equipment to get them up. You couldn't do that by hand. He, he, like, he knew how to do just enough, but it was the Ghanaian people who built their own church. What? I mean, like, in other words, God's will was not stopped because we got stopped, because we hit a roadblock. God's will still was accomplished, and he did it in a way that allowed those Ghanaian four-square church people to go, yeah, this is the church I built. I'm bringing their name. Want to see what I built? Rather than have, I'm sorry, can I just say this? These white people come over and build a church for them. 
I mean, that, listen, and, and I'm not despising that because sometimes we just go where God's sending us and we help and do what we can do. But you know how cool is it that they got to build their own church? Roblox. I love that. God's will is not going to be stopped. He's going to complete it through us to ministering to different people, or maybe he's releasing others. Many of you know the story of Joel and Veronica Adiola. If you don't, you need to. And they're, when you come into our church lobby, we've got a whole wall with their family picture, and there's a QR code there. I encourage you on your way out to scan that so you can hear more of their story, get connected with them. And uh, there, there are missionaries to southern Mexico. But how they got there was really unique. It, it was different. And it had to do with a roadblock. We need to be reminded of that. That it was Veronica who for years and years had tried to become legal within the nation of the United States. Worked with lawyers. They spent thousands of dollars. It should have happened, friends. I don't have time to go into all the details, but our country did not serve her justly. Did not help her to succeed when she did every single thing that they had asked her to do. And so after years of prayer and work on this, she gets a letter with the red stamp, you are denied. And there's no appeal process. There's no appeal. God had been stirring in their hearts about ministry to Mexico for some years. In fact, our church had been sending Joel, and, and one time we even got to send Veronica, another cool part of the story, to go and start partnering with Foursquare Mexico on different things. And they had sent something growing in their heart, but they didn't know what that was going to look like. They, they, they didn't know. It's like, man, are we just going to like keep bringing teams and going and assisting, or what, what's the deal? When they got that letter, Veronica had something leap in her heart that hadn't been there before when she hit that roadblock. And let me tell you, when you get a letter like that with a stamp denied, major roadblock, brick wall, cannot keep going the way we've been going. And it was at that moment that there was this amazing confirmation in their spirits between Joel and Veronica that God is sending us. He's sending us to Mexico. And the rest is history because, man, they were able to get into four-score missions training right away. Our church has rallied behind. We raised support. We're still giving support for their ministry. And if you haven't started that yet, another great place to, to say, God, would you, would you have me contribute to the work going on in southern Mexico? But I'll never forget, we, we were joined uh, at a church council meeting, and Joel and Veronica are there, and we are interceding for them. We are praying for them. It was still very fresh, you know, what's happening. When God gave Pastor Kelly this prophetic word, and it was very simple, and it has to do with roadblocks, and it has to do with this message. She lays her hand on them, and she proclaims this. This is not our government saying no. This is God saying go. And it was just like, whoa. And immediately, Joel and Veronica and everybody in the room, just we just knew that was the Lord speaking something to, to them. I mean, because there was tears, but now there were tears of like joy, of like, this is the Lord. 
This roadblock is being used of the Lord to get us someplace we wouldn't have gone otherwise because they were grooving in their role here. They were, they were associate pastors. They were serving. They were ministering with excellence. It was all good. Why mess with success, buddy? Roadblock. Captured their attention. Who knows what God protected them from if they would have stayed here? We don't know. I don't think God was correcting anything. He was redirecting them to a beautiful place where other people needed to hear the story of Jesus. Here's a question. It's there in the bottom of your notes. And just leave you with this. Will the pain we experience, the pain, that we experience at a roadblock causes to give up on God and maybe even on the mission that he has for us. I mean, that's a very real possibility. Some people do. They hit that brick wall and they just like, they give up right there. Or, <laughs> or will we double down on our faith? Will we double down on our faith? Trusting that Jesus was not caught by surprise by the roadblock we hit. Like, oh, you use roadblocks in your plan. You use them for all these different reasons to help shape my path, to protect me, to get my attention, all the things we talked about. Friends, my encouragement to you is that you would prepare your hearts for future roadblocks. And you would also begin to, I believe with spiritual wisdom, think back to maybe some even painful experiences that you've had where it was a roadblock. Physical things, can't get that plane ticket, can't go on that trip, can't do that whatever, those can be challenging. I think maybe the, the most challenging and there are relational ones. Now, why did things go south where I was? What, why, why, did not, why didn't it go more beautifully that, you know, that I had as I had anticipated? Why did we have to part company like Paul and Barnabas did? We need to take responsibility for some of those roadblocks. But other times it could just be, and I think we need to like assess with spiritual wisdom. God, were you doing something there to cause me to get to where I needed to be? Is my trust in you big enough that in the big picture of life, the big picture of your will, that you know where I'm most needed? And God, I will trust you. I'm going to double down on my faith, believing that you are good. You are here. You are Lord. And I surrender to you. Let's pray. God, we know the roadblocks are no fun. They're painful and raise questions that we wish we didn't have to ask. But God, we believe, Lord, <laughs> That in your will, while there's much joy in running around and doing amazing different things, we know that there are going to be times that there will be challenges and sometimes even pain. And sometimes we just hit these roadblocks. And 
God, I pray that today would just give us a bit more perspective on this. To not give up, but Lord, to persevere, to endure, to keep moving forward, step by step, being prompted by our faith to do that next thing. So Lord, I pray for each one of us today that God, that you would give us divine insight into roadblocks. Ones that we've hit before that we didn't understand fully, but now maybe Lord, that you would start showing us, I was moving you to that new place. Or maybe Lord, you're preparing us for ones to come. And so Lord, you'd give us wisdom that we wouldn't be thrown off our game as long as we have been in the past. You'd strengthen our hands for the journey ahead in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I'm gonna invite our ministry team to come forward. Listen, if you've been facing a roadblock and you just need some additional wisdom, maybe you want God to begin to give you a dream, some faith for a future step. We're gonna have some folks right up here in the front that would love to pray with you. They would love to just agree with you on that. And you know what? By you stepping forward, I don't know, God may even give you that prophetic word or vision released through one of these people that God may just speak to you about something that's going on in your life. Who knows? You'll know if you come and say, hey, this is where I'm at. I need prayer. Friends, you're loved. So looking forward to getting out of the pain and getting to breakthrough moments. That's what we're going to be talking about next Sunday. Jesus, bless, bless you, bless you. Come and receive prayer as needed. Amen.